So good morning, everyone. God bless you. God bless you. I am so excited to be in the house of the Lord. I am giving honor and praise to our bishop and our elder lady, Conan. They are such good shepherd. I bless the Lord for their lives. The, the, the bishop asked me to speak about prayer. And I said to myself, I have to give honor and praise to our mother green. Can y'all please, please. Her life is, she's in her 80s, y'all, and she was out on Friday night from 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. praying. If she can do that, please tell me your excuse. God is good. I want to thank everyone, everyone, uh, praise team, everybody, media, everyone associated with making all of this happen. God bless you. I appreciate you. I want to thank everybody on the prayer watches. God bless you, especially my midnight ninjas. Y'all know who you are. I, I'm not going to say all the names because I'm sure I'm going to forget someone, but you know who you are. And every midnight, you get on Zoom and you stand in the gap for others. Amen? Amen. I want to thank my sister Ruth, woman of God. She, 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 oh Lord, at Harvard Law School where we both teach, we do prayer walks. She is known as the woman you go to when you need to be prayed for. And between the two of us, hallelujah. And brother Jeff, hallelujah. We are, the Lord is moving at Harvard like never before. Amen. I see one of my students, Danielle, praising God for you. Not trying to put you on blast, but it's her first time here. She texted me. And she's there with Joe. So um, Danielle came and, and I, we prayed together in January and I invited her to church. And she texted me a, a day ago. I'm like, oh, Professor Moon, I want to come to church. I didn't tell her I was preaching because I didn't want to shy her away. But glad to see you and Joe here today. Amen. And I particularly just want to thank the Lord for the two most important people in my life, and I know they're, oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. They're on Zoom right now watching, but they are kind, young people, amazing. They love the Lord. They have taught me all I, oh, most of what I need to know about praying and praying through, and so I thank the Lord for my children, Ifania and Edozi. God bless you guys. All right, so I, I'm going to speak just very briefly to you from the concept of giving God no rest. When you pray, the Bible has instructed us about this thing. And my, my, my anchor verse is coming from Isaiah 62. Um, and I, I just want to say that when Bishop first asked me to talk about prayer, I said to myself, I don't really... <laughs> Don't think I'm qualified. And the Holy Spirit says, I've been qualifying you for the past 25 years as an advocate. You've been going in front of judges 
on behalf of indigent people, on behalf of poor people, on behalf of marginalized people, and you've been standing in the gap between your clients and the police and the prosecutor and addictions and everything that they have, and you've been saying, not on my watch. So yes, Delia, you are qualified to stand in front. And above all, I have anointed you. See, um, I've been walking with the Lord since I was 15. In two months, I will turn 50. And I have to tell you that the one area where the Lord has really grown me is in the area of prayer and intercession. Oh, my Lord, there may not be anything else the Lord has gifted me to do. But when the Lord says pray, I want him to know that he will find a faithful servant who will stand in the gap for others. Amen? So, what is prayer? Before we even talk, talk about that, there are three concepts I want you to get in your spirit. Okay? When I, was, when I first became a Christian, I will tell you that my prayer was mediocre, average. I will pray in a way that that showed that I had an orphan spirit because I didn't believe that God will actually hear me. I thought that God always was looking to me, Sister Jessica, to judge me. He couldn't wait for something for me to do something bad and just throw down the gun. How many people feel like that? Where you're like, Lord, uh, let me, let me, let me tread gently because uh, I don't want to, I don't want to bother you. I don't want you to be mad at me. And the Lord began to change my perspective. He said, I'm not just your judge. I am your friend. I am your dad. I am your deliverer. I'm the one who fights for you. I'm the one who loves you so much, Delia. Aaron, I gave my life for you. That if there was no one else, I will still have died for you. When you see God, then more than the one thing that you think he is, it changes your perspective. So now you can go to him and you can talk to him about your day and you can tell him all kinds of things because he's your best friend and you, he's a lover of your soul and he's the one who forgives. Do you, do, you, do you catch what I'm trying to say here? Think of your God, the God we serve, as just more than the limited thing that you have always seen him as. The second thing is your God is able Hey, he's the God of the impossible, the God who raised people from the dead, the God who made blind people to see, the God who by the words of his mouth created everything. Is there anything too hard for him to do for you? Do you think, oh, all of a sudden, the God who's able to raise the dead, when it comes to your problem, he's like, um, trying to figure this one out. Let me go read the manual. No! He's the God of the impossible. When I will used to pray, I used to ask God for like, well, Lord, if you can only just do this one thing. And the Lord is like, I am bigger than that. Come back when you have faith to believe me for the impossible. Come back, Delia, when you have faith. The third thing I want to tell you is that he invites you. Everywhere in the Bible, he says, call on me. He says, call on me. He says, call on me, and I will do what? I will answer you. 
So why are you not calling? Why are you going to Susie K and Brother Ben and Brother Joe and Brother this and that before you go to God? Why are you not calling on him? Why are you looking at your horoscope and doing all the other stuff before you call on God? Why are you doing that? He said, call on me, your God, who is able to do abundantly above all you can even ask or think. Why are you not calling on him? So, what is prayer? Oh, Jesus. Prayer is simply that. It is talking to your father. People try to complicate it. Um, they're like, well, you, you have to have a prayer closet. There's nothing wrong with that. I have one. You, you have to have this and, you know, the special times. Can I just tell you, prayer is just simply conversations with your father. Don't overcomplicate it. It is being in his presence. It is enjoying talking to him. It is enjoying having a relationship with him. For those of you who are in love, you know how, well, let me, okay. For those of you, you know how, how you are on the phone with a person for two hours, three hours. You hang up. No, you hang up. You hang up. No, you hang up. God wants you to do that with him. He wants that for you. He wants to be able to say to you, you hang up. You No. In fact, he doesn't want to hang up with you. He wants your heart, your posture of your heart to be always thinking about talking to him. To always be in a position where you are talking to him. Where you're loving on him. Where you're praising him. The other day I was driving. So, 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 so I, and, and I said to the Lord, how was your day? How was your day, Lord? And we began to have this conversation. You, 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 you need to understand that you need to develop this relationship with the Lord. Amen? Amen. Thank you, my love. Thank you. Oh, oh hallelujah. Thank you, Jessica. Um, anyway, so l let me, let me, I'm trying to make sure I cover everything in here. So our um, anchor verse um, says, we shall give God no rest. And we ourselves should take no rest. So can I ask you, why do we pray? Why do we pray? Is it just so we can get things from God? No. We pray because it is our very lifeline. It is the oxygen that we breathe. It's the spiritual oxygen you breathe. Without praying, there are people who are going to die. There are people who are not going to make it if you don't pray for them. That's why we pray. The Bible tells us in Luke uh, uh, that, uh, let me give you an example. The Bible tells us in Luke uh, chapter 22, I believe, that Jesus himself said to Simon Peter, he said, the devil asked for you because he wanted to sift you like wheat. And Jesus said to Peter, but I prayed for you. Hey, do you understand what I just said to you? The devil had the audacity while Jesus was still in the flesh to go and mess with one of his disciples, Peter. How much more do you think he will do to us? I mean, he had the audacity to go and tell Peter that I will sift you like wheat. I will turn you into powder. 
I will, I will mess with your life so much, they wouldn't even recognize you. If that's the case, what was the solution? The Bible says Jesus prayed. Jesus prayed. If Jesus is praying, what are you doing? Why are you not praying? Oh, so this would be a good point to tell you that the devil has three roles. To what? Tell me. Oh, yes. Don't, don't get it twisted. That hasn't changed. He wants to kill all of us. He wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy your future. He wants to kill you. He wants you depressed. He wants you despairing. He wants you hurt. He wa he when he kicks you down, he's not going to stop until he crushes you into the ground. And y'all are playing? <laughs> y'all are playing? Y'all don't understand the urgency? Y'all are playing with prayer and intercession? The Bible says, give me no rest. Je God, sorry, where's the verse? Give me no rest, Isaiah 62. Give me no rest, says the Lord. In other words, keep coming, keep coming until I hear you. If the devil is willing to kill, steal, and destroy and turn you into powder, why are you sitting ground? Why are you letting him do that? Pray. Give God no rest. Hallelujah. So, so that's the verse that we have. Um, when God gives you a burden to pray for his people, he really wants you to be obedient. Okay? He wants you to be obedient. When he wakes you up at 3 in the morning and says, stop praying. Stop praying for this brother. He brings somebody to mind. Please be obedient. Okay? Please. Do not. Because you, you do not know what the Lord is burdening you for. Uh, and you do not know what you're preventing from happening in that person's life. Amen? So when do you pray? You must pray. What does the Bible say? Without season. Go look up that word. What does it mean? Without season. Continually. Continuously. Some of us pray in the morning. We do our little devotion. And then we go eight hours before we say another word to the Lord. You are in relationship with the Lord. If you were in relationship with someone and you only spoke to them for 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night, how's that relationship going to work out? When you are in relationship with someone, you text them every day. You text them every minute. My children, oh my Lord, they text me everything. I'm like, guys, I'm teaching. They're texting me. They, they, guys, I am in court. They're texting me. But that's because we're in relationship. The Lord wants to hear from you. He wants you to continually be praying when you're driving in your car, when you're at the grocery store, when you're at the laundry mart, you're praying. Lord, I lift up my sister Ruth. Bless her today, whatever she's doing. Lord, I lift up Brother Hene. I lift up Dr. Ingang. I lift up Minister Simone. Bless them, God. I lift up Minister Lorraine. I lift up Eric and Dinah. Bless them, God, as I'm driving to work. I, I, I used to enjoy watch, listening to NPR on my drive to work, and the Lord says, I need you in intercession. So the hour from my house to the courthouse, I don't have anything on. I am constantly, I am saying to the Lord, whom do you want me to stand in the gap for? 
and the Lord will bring to mind people that he wants you to intercede for. You know, if you're obedient to that calling, you will, the Lord will burden you so much. Ha, if you're sensitive to that calling, the Lord will have you on your face until he releases you. Please understand the urgency to pray. Understand the power of praying. Understand the efficacy, the necessity to pray. It is vital. If you're not praying, someone is dying. If you're not praying, someone is losing their mind. If you're not praying, someone is not going to make it. If you're not praying, someone will lose their life. If you're not praying, the devil is messing with someone. You have to pray. You must intercede. One of the things the Lord asked me this year is what kind of person ought you to be, Delia? What kind of person ought you to be, Delia, in your prayer life as a mom, as an attorney, as a teacher? And I ask myself that question every day. And in prayer, the Lord says, I said, well, Lord, if I'm spending all this time interceding and praying for others, who's praying for me? And the Lord, I love the Lord, because he even says, reason with me, right? Talk with me. Let's figure this thing out. And the Lord said, Delia... Obey me. Intercede for me and intercede for others. And I will take care of your children. They will not lack. They will never, ever lack. You will not be put to shame. They will be a gift to you. Amen. And believe me, I have obeyed the Lord. And because I have obeyed the Lord. Do I need to switch? Oh, thank you. Um, because I have obeyed the Lord, I have seen evidence of that. So when do you pray? Pray always. Wake up early in the morning. Pray when you're driving, at the laundromat, however the Lord tells you. For whom should you pray? Mm. Not just yourself. I'm not saying don't pray for yourself. That's not what I'm saying. But be intentional. Ask the Holy Spirit, who do I pray for today? He will bring to mind whom you should pray for. But can I also just tell you one other thing? The Bible says, pray for your enemies. And I remember the first time the Holy Spirit told me that um, I needed to pray for your enemies. And I was like, I will not. <laughs> and he's like, okay. But if you've walked with the Lord long enough, you get back into line. So after, after I had pouted all day and prayed about everything else, um, he's like, so are we praying for our enemies? And I said, but I don't have any enemies. <laughs> and he's like, well, there are people who use you and persecute you and people you know have animus towards you. Pray for them. And I'm not saying like, Lord, kill them. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Um, or Lord, no, 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 no. The Bible says, bless them. Bless them. Because vengeance is whose? That's all you, you be obedient, all right? So for whom should you pray? We have so much to pray about people. What about children? Do you understand that our children are like the most vulnerable, right? The Bible says in Proverbs 31 verse 8, pray for those without voices. There are so many children right now, age 
uh, 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 one, two, three, being sexually molested, being neglected. Why are you not standing in the gap for them? If you have nothing else to pray about, if your life is good and you are like, you got it all together, God bless you. But there are people who need your prayer. They don't even have to be connected to you. There are children I know right now, because I represent some of them, who are sleeping in cars, who are sleeping under bridges, who are stealing from stores because they are hungry. Pray for them. There are a lot of people that we should be praying for and praying about. Amen? So what do you pr when you pray, what do you pray about? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Every decision that you want to make, people pray about the big stuff. Whom shall I marry? Where shall I work? I want to suggest that God wants to hear about everything. The little things. Do you know these days, I, I am just so thankful of this relationship, this intimacy that I have with the Lord, that I ask him about everything. Even today, there was a dress that I had in my closet that I was going to wear. And I was like, oh, I'm excited to wear this dress. You will look fly in it. And then I said, but Lord, what shall I wear? And the Lord directed me to this. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. And I was like, okay, Lord. And the Lord said, well, I realized when I came to church that the choir were wearing black and white, so I did not clash with you guys. But the Lord said, how long have you had this suit? I've had it 26 years now. It's older than my first child. And the Lord said, I want you to wear it as a symbol of what perseverance can do. Of what it means to be resilient. And as I was talking to the Lord, he reminded me that many of you have been waiting on God to answer some prayers. Hey, Rama, and you're almost given up. You're so angry at God, you can't even speak. Everything I'm saying, you might be like, mm, okay. But can I tell you that you can pull something out of your closet that's been there 26 years? I, I, I got it when I actually got, I think the, it was my last year of law school, 1998. Well, thank you, my love. God bless you. Right? And, 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 and so many of us have been waiting Praying into things. You're about to give up. Can I encourage you not to give God any rest? Refuse to give God any rest. So what does it mean not to give God rest? It means being persistent. It means being long-suffering. It means not giving up. It means that when the devil comes and says, but look, you've been praying for, to have a child for 10 years. And this person got married nine months ago. And now they're like, guess what? On Instagram. You, 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 it's Instagram, right? I don't have any social media. It, they, there is still Instagram, right? Let me know. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have any social media. So I'm just like making sure I'm saying the right thing. But, but the person who just came got married a year ago. And now they're announcing they have a baby. And you've been believing God for 10 years. Can I encourage you? Keep believing. You serve a God who says, give me no. Give me no. Caveat. There are certain things that hinder prayer. Sin. Bless you. Hinders prayer. 
The Bible tells us in Psalm 66, King James Version, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. The Lord will not what? If you have iniquity in your so unforgiveness will hinder your prayer. You can't go before God mad at one of his other children. You could try, but you'll be miserable if you are, in fact, a child of God. You can't be carrying forgiveness. Let it go. What did I say? You can't go before God with unrighteousness and pride and unbelief and doubt and jealousy and envy. Oh, what you doing up there? Who, who appointed her preacher for today? Mm. 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 You can't go before God with unbelief and doubt. If you go before God, because can I just say something? Can I be transparent with you here? What's the point of praying if he's not going to answer? Or if you don't believe he's going to answer? You might as well just go use your time for something else. Netflix, whatever else is over there. But if you pray, you ought to believe that he will do what? Answer. Pray against the spirit of unbelief and doubt. When you go before the God who loves you, say, Lord, today I am standing because I believe your word. Over 8,000 promises in the Bible, I believe that you can accomplish it. I will refuse to give up until you answer me concerning this thing. Amen? What are the types of prayers that we have? We have prayers that are quick. <laughs> Many of us have said that. Lord, help me. Ooh, he answers those quickly. I promise you. Lord, save me. Lord, forgive me. He answers those prayers really quickly. Then there are prayers that um, require fasting. Okay? There are prayers that require fasting. I know some of us don't want to hear it. But the Bible says that there are certain things that do not go out except by. So you got to fast. So when the Lord says fast 40 days, you listen. When he says go without food 40 days, you hear him, you listen, you do that. Because there are certain things, certain generational curses, certain addictions, certain, just certain things, certain problems that, that require fasting. Amen. Um, then there are prayers that I call, um, <laughs> oh, Jesus, um, sorry, give me a moment here. There are prayers that I call prayers of anguish. Hallelujah. The prayer that you just, <laughs> hey, Ooh. do you know what I'm talking about? Those prayers where you've been violated so much, where you've been hurt so much, where you've, you've, only God can understand that pain. Even your best friend on earth does not understand the anguish. So you go before your God and you close the doors and you say, I'm not leaving you until you move. When you can pray for a child, pray for your husband, pray and you say, this cancer, I am not getting off my feet until it's gone. When you pray and you say, God, unless you are no longer God, you must answer me here. 
We need to get back to praying like that. We joke around too much. We have plan A, B, C, D, and Z. Pray like you have no other options. Pray like if God doesn't do this, it will never be done. Do you understand? Pray that way. Intercede that way. Lord, okay. So, models of people who gave God no rest. Hannah in the Bible, the Bible says that in First Psalm Samuel, uh, the, the Hannah was so anguished. Y'all know the story of Hannah? Yes? Um, she was so anguished because her, uh, uh, her co-wife had been insulting her. Can you imagine every day insulting her, making her feel like crap, making her feel like dejected, and she went before the Lord at the altar. Sometimes you got to come to the altar and lay it all down at the altar. It doesn't even have to be this one. Go by your bedside and lay it all down. That bill, that thing, lay it all down before the Lord. That written rejection, lay it all down and say, God, I am anguished today. And Hannah prayed like a woman who was so hurt, so anguished, that they thought she was drunk. The Eli, the man of God, thought she was drunk. You got to pray like you're drunk. I need you to pray like you are drunk. Like there's something else that's taking over you. Who else prayed um, that way? Esther. Hmm. The Bible tells us in, in uh, Esther chapter 4. And I'm going to see if I have it here. It says that Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it's against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Praying sometimes can be risky. Because the things you're praying to God for when he gives them to you, hey, 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 um, um, you got to fast. I, I need you to understand that if you maintain a prayer life, a culture of praying and intercession, the devil is coming for you. But you have to have this mindset. If I perish, I perish. If this is what it takes, then that's what I'm going to do. If this is what there is to it, then this is the journey I'm willing to go on. Give God no rest. Esther did not give God any rest. She refused. She said, I'm going to fast, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to go into the king, even though it's against the law, even though it's contrary to what other people are saying. The woman with the issue of blood. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love that woman. That woman that suffered for so long. Do you know what it's like to have an issue of blood? You've been, the Bible says, she went everywhere. And no one could help her. Have you been everywhere and no one can help you? The door's been slammed in your face time after time. You've been rejected time after time. She, she had the issue of blood. She was smelling at some point. And she said, you know what? I am going to give God no rest. I am making up my mind today that I will go after Jesus. Whatever it takes. I know there are thousands of people around him. But I'm going to go in. I'm going to make sure that I grab the hem of his garment. Are you willing to do that? 
What is the issue of blood in your life right now that you're dealing with? What is the issue of blood that your friend, your family member, your child is dealing with? Are you willing to give God no rest until he moves and does something? I can tell you 100% that God will not move unless we pray. And prayer moves things. Prayer changes people. Intercession changes events. It changes things. The woman with the issue of blood refused to give up. She said, I will give God no rest. Amen? Mark 10, 46 tells us of the blind man. The Bible says that Jesus, the blind man called out to Jesus. And he said, Lord, have pity on me. Amen? He said, have pity on me. And let me tell you what happened. Um, many people told him to stop. Okay, so this is a guy who's blind, and he's calling the one person who can help him. And what do people do? They said what? You see, people, including well-meaning people, will tell you to stop. You've been praying too long about this dream. Maybe it's not God's will for you. Maybe they're in church. That's why you got to learn to pray so that you can discern the voices that are coming to you with false messages. You have to discern those voices. Hey, and they told him to stop. Oh, that, that dream of going to, to, to law school, eh, you've been praying for too long. You've had 10 rejection letters. Maybe you need to go to dental school. That's a lie of the devil. If you know what the Lord has told you, then that's what. Uh, um, yeah, you're supposed to own a house, but you're not qualified. You have bad credit. Uh, maybe you should stop thinking about renting. Tell that person to move away from you because you understand what the will of God and what he has spoken to you. Amen? And so the Bible says that Jesus, no, and, and the Bible says when they told him to stop, um, he shouted louder. <laughs> he shouted louder. He was so determined that God will hear him. You need to shout louder. And I'm not saying, like, be all, like, God hears silent prayers. But there are some times when they've told you to shut up, Brother Aaron, when they've told you to shut up, Brother Peter, when they've told you to shut up, <laughs> oh, when they've told you to shut up, you need to be like, I'm shouting louder. I refuse to shut up until God hears me, Sister Naomi. I refuse to shut up until God answers me, Minister Lorraine. I refuse to shut up. I will shout louder. And do you know what happened when he shouted louder? The Bible says, Jesus stopped. Oh, ha. Uh, do you get that in your spirit? Jesus stopped. There were many thousands of people who were there, and Jesus stopped for him. Have you prayed so that Jesus stops for you? Have you prayed so that Jesus stops for your family member, your friend, that person who's been addiction? Have you prayed that Jesus stops? The Bible says Jesus stopped and called him. Don't be discouraged. Pray until Jesus stops. Pray until Jesus stops and answers you. Pray until you see that thing change, that event change. 
Praise God. And then Anna in the Bible, the Bible said she was old. In, in Luke chapter 2, verse 36, this is a woman whom I love so much. I really, I, when I get to heaven, she's probably one of the very first people I want to meet. Um, the Bible says she was old. She never left the temple, but she worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. And she got to see the promise. She had been in the temple for 60 years. How many of you have been praying for 60 years? Uh, besides Mother Cummings uh, and Mother Green, right? But for the most part, we have not been praying that long. But they stay, she stayed in the temple, worshiping night and day because she understood that God had given her a promise. If God has given you a promise, if God has given someone you know a promise, can you stand in the gap for them? Can you pray night and day until God does which, that which he says he will do? Now, Jesus, I'm, I'm almost finished here. Jesus was always praying. Amen? He's our model. If Jesus, God, was praying... And he's still praying for us. What are we doing? We, we don't even have an option not to pray. The Bible says that Jesus will remove himself from people and he will go pray. On one occasion, the Bible says that Jesus prayed so much in his anguish that his tears were like blood. Have you ever prayed till your tears were like blood? Jesus did. If Jesus, who is God, understood the urgency, understood the necessity, understood the power of praying, the efficacy of praying, what are we doing? What are we doing? Hey, um, can we pray like God has instructed us? You might be saying, where do I start, Sister Delia? Start with the scriptures. Start with just coming before him, being in his presence, talking to him. It's a relationship. Relationships are nurtured. Relationships are nurtured. Relationships are give and take. Amen? I'm almost done here. I have a lot more, but I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say, um, uh, it's time to, to, to stop and let's pray. Um, I want to encourage you that no matter how long you've been praying for a thing, give God no rest. I, I have been praying for you, each and every one of you, under the sound of my voice. And the Lord says, call on me. See, when I get to heaven, when I get to heaven, I want to... The Bible says that there are many mansions and rewards and the street is made of gold. That's good and, and nothing wrong with that. But when I get to heaven, I want the Lord when he sees me to say, she gave me no rest. That's what I want my legacy to be. She, when the devil saw her, he got scared. She gave me no rest. She herself refused to rest. 
and she gave me no rest. That's what I want my legacy to be. I was reminded as I was preparing for this, uh, towards the end of last year, my son Edozi was home and he came up to me that morning and he said, you know, Ma, when I went to bed, I could hear you praying at midnight prayer. And when I woke up, the first voice I heard was of you praying in morning. And I thought, Lord, that's what I want my life to be. It's a conversation that you have with the Lord. Don't overcomplicate it. You're walking down the street. You're talking to Jesus. I cannot begin to tell you how many things I talk to him about. I talk to him about everything. Everything. Lord, I thank you for these beautiful rainbows. I thank you for the bird. Sometimes my kids look at me. They're like, why are you smiling, mom? Because I'm talking to the Lord. It is the reason why many of you get text messages from me in the middle of the night because I've been asking the Lord, for whom shall I pray? And he will say, pray for this person. But I want you to let them know that at this hour they're being prayed for. And can I tell you how many people will say, I'm so grateful you were praying because this is what I was dealing with at that very hour. Prayer changes things. Will you commit to giving God no rest? Will you make that commitment with me tonight, this afternoon? It is urgent. It's essential that you understand that you are the one God is looking for. He needs you to stand in the gap. He needs you to be praying. Amen? There are some of you who might say, I, ha I don't even know Christ. I want to get into a relationship with him. If there's anyone here who um, hasn't received the Lord as their Savior and would like to, we would like to pray with you. If any of you have been walking with the Lord and something happened and you've kind of taken a few steps back, I believe the Lord wants to get back into relationship with you, just waiting on you. If there's anyone here, can you raise your hand and I'll pray with you. I'm not trying to, not trying to embarrass you or anything. We just want to pray with you. We want to make sure that we lift up that person to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Can you stand for a minute, please? The Lord is intentional. So today he has spoken to us about praying, about intercession, about standing in the gap, about giving him no rest. But I also sense in my spirit that there are many of you in here who have issues of blood. That thing that's been bugging you, that you've prayed about. That thing that has hurt your soul so much that you can't even can't tell anybody else about it because one, they may not understand, but it's either so embarrassing or it's been going on for so long. But I'm here to tell you that God, the God we serve, the God who's able. What is that issue of blood? What is that blindness? What is that thing 
that you've been trusting God for. The Bible wants us to be proactive. He doesn't want you to get bit down first before you pray. If that's you, if there's just, can you raise your hand so I can pray for you? Hallelujah. I see so many hands, so many hands, so many hands. Lord, Lord, I thank you because you've said to me, Delia, call upon me. I will answer. I will answer. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. You have anointed me to pray on behalf of your people, to stand in the gap. And so, Father, for every hand that's raised, Jehovah God, the mighty one, the one who raised people from the dead, the one who's still doing miracles, the one who is able, the miracle-working God, we believe you this morning. We trust you this morning. We worship you this morning. We know that you will answer this morning. Father, your children stand in need of intervention. Whatever area it is, you see the hands raised. I know that there are 8 billion people on the face of the earth, and yet you say, I know the number of hairs on each one of their heads. You are that kind of God. So, Father, I decree and declare that whatever the issue is, whatever the issue is concerning marriages, concerning relationships, concerning addictions, concerning immigration situation, concerning housing, whatever people have been believing you for, admissions, things, demonic oppression, generational curses, by the power of the Holy Ghost and by the power of the blood and by the authority in your name, I pray Father, their answers right now, every hindrance against answers we come against in the name of Jesus. Enough is enough, devil. Enough is enough. Set your people free right now in the name of Jesus. Break every yoke. Release every prisoner in the name of Jesus. I sense in my spirit that there are people who have been wounded with words that have been spoken over you. You've been wounded by something someone said to you. Whether it's a parent, a loved one, a friend, even a stranger. And you've held on to that. And it's become a limitation. And there's a wound that's not been completely, oh, I see some people crying. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. Do not let the devil tell you any lies. Amen. Amen. Father, I bless you for those ones. I pray for healing. I pray for release of your power in their lives. I say that the devil will no longer torment them in the name of Jesus. You are free. Oh, Father, let your Holy Spirit, let your Holy Spirit remind them of who they are and whose they are. I want you to know that the Lord assured me that your prayers are being answered. 
You don't even need me to be praying. The Lord wants to hear from you directly. Open up your mouth and begin to talk to your father. Open up your mouth and begin to thank him. Open up your mouth right now. Pray. Open up your mouth and talk to your dad. Open up your mouth and talk to the one who fights for you. I see the tears. It's okay to cry. But open up your mouth. Do not be silent. Isaiah 62 tells us, do not be silent. Do not be silent. Give him no rest. Give him no rest. Give him no rest. So when the enemy comes and says, what do you think happened at church? Say to him, you are a liar. I am going to give my God no rest. When you have step out of here and the enemy tries something, go to your father. What did I say? Give him no rest. What are you going to do? Get that in your spirit. What are you supposed to do? Give God no rest. Say it again. Give God no rest. Give God no rest. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's not, just, let's not stop praising him. Let's lift him up. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord is faithful to do what he said he will do. God bless you. Sister Delia, I stand here uh, representing um, Bishop Green in his absence, giving honor to God first and uh, also his servants and all of you here today. Um, in our church, we end with a closing blessing. And as Sister Delia was speaking, uh, the Lord directed me to just read the chapter, uh, not, not the whole chapter, but several verses in Isaiah 65, um, I want you to take these words and make them very personal because they are not my words, they are God's words. And whatever he says is true and has the power to make it happen. So just take this very personal, internalize it today. Here was, here's what God is saying to you. As a matter of fact, hold your hands open to receive the word of the Lord into your heart and your spirit. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me to a nation that did not call on my name. I said, here I am. Here am I. All day long, I have held out my hands to an obstinate people who walk in ways not good, pursuing their own imaginations a people who continually provoke me to my very face, offering sacrifices in gardens and burning incense on altars of brick, who sit among the graves and spend their nights keeping secret vigil, who eat the flesh of pigs and whose pots hold broth of impure meat, who say, keep away, don't come near me, for I am too sacred for you. Such people as smoke in my nostrils, a fire that keeps burning all day. See, it stands written before me, I will not keep silent, but will pay back in full. I will pay it back into their lips, their laps. Both your sins and the sins of your ancestors, says the Lord, because they burned sacrifices on the mountains and defiled me on the hills, I will measure into their laps, the full payment of their former deeds. Now, that's not you. 
This is what the Lord says. Here's really, really get the kicker. This is what the Lord says. As when juice is still found in a cluster of grapes, and people say, don't destroy it, there is still a blessing in it. So will I do in behalf of my servant, you his people. I will not destroy them all. I will bring forth descendants from Jacob and from Judah. Those who call will possess my mountains. We're talking about calling and praying, calling on God, giving him no rest. Those who call. That's what the word of the Lord says. And from Judah, those who will possess my mountains. My chosen people will inherit them, and they will, my servants, live. Sharon will become a pasture for flocks, and the valley of Achor a resting place for herds. For my people who seek me. For my people who seek me. Amen. 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 But as for you who forsake the Lord and forget my holy mountain, who spread a table for fortune and fill bowls of mixed wine for destiny. And I'm just going to jump down to verse 13 because we want you to walk away with this. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. This is for you. My servants will eat but you will go hungry. My servants will drink, but you will go thirsty. My servants will rejoice, but you will be put to shame. My servants will sing and the joy of their hearts, out of the joy of their hearts, but you will cry out from anguish of heart and wail in brokenness of spirit. You will leave your name for my chosen ones to use in their curses. The sovereign Lord will put you to death, but to the servants, to his servants, he will give another name. Whoever invokes blessing in the land will do so by the one true God. Whoever takes an oath in the land will swear by the one true God. See, I will create new heaven and a new earth. The former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to, to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. Amen? Amen. And he's talking about what he's going to do for you. He said, you're going to plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will you build houses and others live in them or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people, you, my people, my chosen ones will enjoy the works of their hands. So the Lord has much for you. This has been long, but there's so much more. The word of God is inexhaustible, it's infinite, and it's all for you. Embrace it and go in the peace of the Lord today. Call on him. Do not give up as we've been exhorted today. Give God no rest. God bless you. Amen.